0: And so I got the epidural, which didn't hurt at all. It doesn't hurt, but you think it's going to hurt, so you're, like, scared of it. It kind of feels a little bit like a little tiny sting, but not like you would think.
1: Mm -mm. And I got to tell you, as soon as I got the epidural, I was
0: great.
2: (laughs) Hey, guys, it's Carly. And this is Jade. Welcome to Mommy's Tell All.
0: This is an exciting one today, Jade. Birth story day. I love birth stories. Me too. I love that like everyone who tells their own birth story is like so hyped up when they tell it. You know what I mean? Like reminiscing on your birth stories is like such a fun, or I mean, it's something. It's fun, it's traumatic, it's dramatic, it's something, and you never forget the experience.
2: Yeah. No matter how your baby was born, every birth is so beautiful. Like you said, it's just like this experience that you'll never forget as a mom. Like you said, there's this feeling of like when you hear somebody tell their birth story
0: that gives you goosebumps. Oh, yeah. I feel like every time we do a birth story, we're always like, what? Oh, my gosh. Wow. We have all these like exclamation words. <laughs> But I'm super excited today because we have a Bachelor Nation alum, Crystal Nielsen. She's going to be sharing her birth story with us. And we're also going to be doing our uh, bad mom, good mom segment later, which those are also very fun. So, like last week, we talked to a labor and delivery nurse and we did talk a little bit about our own birth stories. I had, obviously, I had Bella and Charlie. Both in a hospital, they were. But Be- Bella actually broke my water the day that I was supposed to get induced because she's all about control. That one, um, and then Charlie, I did induce. Uh, but I had them both with epidurals and crack jokes the whole time, and they were that type of birth. <laughs> there was nothing really unexpected. Not that the first go round, I knew what to expect. I really, I kind of went into it being like, I do, I know a few things, but I don't want to know everything because that would freak me out and I didn't want to have expectations and then be disappointed or have like be scared of how big an epidural needle was. I didn't really want to know all the things. (laughs) I don't, are they big? I mean, maybe we shouldn't talk about that. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Um, how long were your labors? Uh, not long. I think, I mean, they were both kids were born in like, the afternoon around lunchtime so not long i think i yeah the pushing didn't last very long like seven eight hours yeah and all three of yours were way different you have like one of the craziest birth stories of all time
2: (laughs) (laughs) yeah i mean like i uh we talked a little bit i feel like last episode but emerson was born at 36 weeks and my water just spontaneously broke. We didn't figure out why, um, why I went into birth so early. I think, I have theories, is because I had strep. I had strep in my ear. I had an ear infection. Oh my gosh, I remember that. At 32 weeks. And then like years later, I read something about how sometimes infections can Mm. induce labor. Interesting. So I I burst my eardrum. I didn't I was deaf in my ear for I remember. that was so weird. Two, three months? Yeah. It was most that actually was more painful than labor. <laughs> ugh, ugh, it was ugh. terrible. But I think that was one of the reasons, maybe. Who knows? Yeah. Why I went into labor early. I believe you. Yeah. yeah. And then <laughs> Brooks was Brooks was born in my closet because my labor was I pretty much went straight into transition and he was born. 65, 70 minutes later with paramedics. And then um, Reed was my little water birth home birth baby that um, was kind of like a redemptive experience for me. I just wanted to feel like I had a little bit more control over my experience. And it was it was I feel like I feel like I love my births all equally like somebody asked me on my Instagram one time one time they're like was Reed's birth your favorite birth experience and honestly as much as like I really wanted that peaceful home birth which luckily I was able to experience um for myself um I love them all the same like I feel like they all have their own because all birth is beautiful and they all have their own special imprint on me and all three of my because they're all three of my children they're I was like I love them all
0: (laughs) (laughs) It's so funny. Favorite. Um, I know a lot of people like talk about like how do you go from one and two kids and like how do you have space in your heart for that? But I do like it is crazy. Like it's almost the same thing with birth stories. Like you just like, yeah, you love them all. You love all your kids. You're like, I don't know. It's like space just opened up for me to like have more love. Like didn't know it was there, but then I yeah. grew a, a third heart. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> it's like bizarre. Yeah, it
2: is It is like that. Somebody asked me one time, too, if I have favorites. And I was like, no, because they're all three different, very different humans. Like, maybe they're like my favorite of the day because
0: they're being easy, but right. I don't have a favorite. Yeah. <laughs> I do think sometimes that it's easier to connect, I feel like, to, like, it's easier for me to connect to Bella because she talks. So, yeah, certain stages. I can just communicate with her like a human. And Charlie still only says, like, three words. You know what I mean? So... It's not like that. That, but that Bella is my favorite. It's that, yeah. It's it's easier because she's older, and we can talk to each other, and I understand her. So maybe I'm more connected to her in a different way than I'm connected to Charlie. But like, my heart still loves them exactly the same. Mm-hmm. No, I feel you. I feel that. <laughs> um, well, I'm excited to talk to Crystal because I have not heard her story.
2: I. Followed her Instagram like I baby watch, you know, and people yes, are like yes. baby watch, like the baby could be born any second, and you're oh, always yeah. like checking Instagram stories to see if she's in. There's labor. a
0: couple people right now that I'm like, we're yeah, just so the many bash- so many
2: Bachelor Nation like new babies about to happen. Yeah, but yeah, I don't know her exact birth story, so I'm I'm really excited to hear it too. Her baby is so sweet and so so cute. cute. Also, I think it looks just she looks just like the dad Miles. Yeah, <laughs>
0: yes, you're right. Those newborn photos are, like, gorgeous. Also, they just, like, really – they do a very good job of having a photographer around.
2: <laughs> she – I call her, like, a mommy unicorn because I feel like she just has a lot of inter- – at least this is how she appears. Like, this is, again, the facade of Instagram, but I feel like she just looks like she always, like – she looks like she's energized. She always has, like, a really positive attitude. You know, like, she can get up and, like – Move her Get, body. Yes, move her body. And she has all these beautiful photos. of Like, she's motivated. Like, I want those things. I'm like, oh, my gosh, I want so many photos.
0: But then I just don't have the motivation. <laughs> Can we just talk about some real mom life right now? So I'm looking out the window and, like, a storm is blowing in. And my nanny had sent me a message How many minutes ago? I don't know. Twenty minutes ago that they were walking to the park. And she's like, if it rains, we'll turn around. And I'm like staring at these rain clouds, like, huh. So I'm hoping I don't have to make like a getaway, like emergency go pick me up. I'm just gonna wait. I'm just gonna keep my phone right next to me in case the sky looks bad. Is it windy? not windy but like it's like i mean those are some serious rain clouds coming in i think they have time before the bad stuff gets here anyway okay sidebar (laughs) sidebar if i run out and you just see me running out you know why real time recording yeah real time news this is real time news may have to go (laughs) make an emergency pick me up at the park (laughs) i don't know it'll be fine everything is fine
2: i miss i miss thunderstorms we don't have those here
0: oh come we it's going to be raining every single day this week every single day that's crazy that's a lot of rain but my garden will be growing and that's good that's very good healthy food for the children. Also the green beans came in. I didn't even know they came in and Bella's like, yeah, I ate green beans yesterday. I'm like, what are you talking about? We don't have green beans. And she's like, they're growing in the garden, mom. I was like, oh, <laughs> oh, you're right. <laughs> you're smart. I
2: feel like our girls have changed so much since we've seen each other last. I like, oh my really get the, I really want to get the girls together. Cause like those conversations, I still don't, cause I haven't seen Bella in so long. I just don't see her like you know, giving you attitude like she, that. She's like, sassy frassy.
0: <laughs> she's the sassiest. Oh gosh. I know. But she's so, she's so sweet. But when she gets sassy or she cries or something, Charlie goes up and gives her a kiss and she's automatically. Okay. Charlie's kisses are oh. like miracle workers. That's so sweet. It's really sweet. She's like, get off me, Charlie. And then he'll like come over and go like to kiss her. And then they kiss. And then she's like, okay, like you're good now. Like you paid the toll.
2: I love that.
0: My kisses don't do that for her, but Charlie's do. But his kisses are really like miracle workers. They're (laughs) the best things in the whole world. Even the open mouth ones, like I'm okay with. How He's 18 months? I don't even know. I don't know. He, I don't know. I don't count right. I just say like, I don't know. He's a year and a half. He was born in November. Like that's what I tell people. (laughs) I don't know. You have to keep up with so many things. Like how could you just keep up with months, like years or enough? even birthdays how do you even keep up with a date i don't know sometimes i'm like wait the fourth 11 the twelfth. <laughs> one of them one of those dates. mine's on the 11th his is on the 12th okay got it it's it's a lot of information there's it's a lot so- of information when i mean i only have two children but still lots of information well when we get back crystal's gonna be here and i'm so excited so let's take a quick break and then let's hear this sweet little girl's birth story
2: Thank you for joining us crystal and first of all congratulations and dara is beautiful she's so freaking precious so
0: pretty you have a pretty (laughs) little girl pretty baby (laughs) very pretty baby
1: thank you so much you all like that newborn phase is always kind of you never know what you're gonna get there
0: (laughs) you're right
2: you're right I got to say, though, I love little babies that look like old men, though, too. Oh, yeah. You know, like newborns that look like they just come out looking like cute little grandpas. And then their faces and their features start to develop. And obviously, I just, I don't know, there's something about babies that look like that, too, to me that are just like so freaking cute. Today, uh, Andara
1: is going through her second leap. Are you familiar with the leaps? Yes,
0: yeah. the leaps.
1: I just got turned. My girlfriend. Um, I was just hanging out with Tenley and her girlfriend Alyssa at brunch, and she, they were telling me about the leaps about Wonder Wonder Weeks. Yeah, yes. no idea what that was. I was like, "She's so clingy. She's like not yeah. sleeping. Yeah. She's not napping. Like, what's going on?" I thought we had a system, and so <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> welcome yeah. to my yeah. life.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, I thought we had this down, little girl.
0: Just when do you think it's gonna? It's doing the thing you wanted to do it's like they like flip a coin on you gosh it's
1: what I it's what I've been told I've been warned about it and it's like you think you got it and then bam you just get that reality check but it sure is letting me appreciate you know the fine moments when I can find them <laughs> <laughs> it's a whole nother level but we're so happy we just love her
0: how, how old, is, how she old now? is she yeah how- <laughs> Great question, Jade. She's almost
1: <laughs> 10 weeks.
0: Wow. 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 Have, are you getting like any sleep? Are you like how are you functioning as like a human being?
1: Yeah, I, you know, ever since her 5 week birthday, we actually put her on a sleep routine um using like the mom's on call method and, and she's been sleeping through the night almost every single night about 4 nights I'd say wow. s- s- in the last 5 weeks that she's woken up once.
0: Good That's incredible. For you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wow. That's amazing.
1: It you know, yeah, so I was like, we got this. Like we got this, but I got to say the last 24 hours have really put me like on the floor of just kind of that struggle bus. I was like earlier doing my like pelvic floor exercises and I just start crying on the mat and just all the feels of being a new mom and <sighs> Figuring it out and asking for help, but also trying to do so much on your own. It is so much to carry and has really just um, made me really vulnerable in ways I didn't really know I had within me. Um, But it's allowed me to really understand the importance of communication, asking for help, taking the time, that little bit of the moments I can for me um, to really show up as a good mom.
0: It's a wild ride. It is. (laughs) It is. I'm glad though you have like, you know, you have friends that you could go to brunch with and you have people to talk to that like are going through the same thing. Like, I mean, Tenley's daughter is like, so like, I mean, she just kind of went through all this so she can give you like, and she's like an an athlete and a nutritionist and all of the things like, I mean, you guys are kind of in like that same eating healthy, working out zone. So I'm sure she has like so many tips and tricks on like ways for to help you through that too. Even like postpartum and for baby.
1: Absolutely. I think just really leaning into your girlfriends and community, man, I feel, I feel for the women who had babies during COVID during like deep COVID. I can't imagine like not being able to be around people and just like
0: the social isolation. Gosh. It's really Mm -hmm. weird. I I was just saying the other day to, I was trying to talk to my three-year-old and I was like, well, do you remember, like, Charlie hasn't really been out. Tra- this is the first time Charlie's really, like, going out anymore. Like, going to the grocery store is, like, normal. But, like, Charlie didn't go anywhere for, like, a year of his life. <laughs> like, he doesn't know these things, Bella. <laughs> like, you know, it's, like, so weird. But, yeah, that's – I'm glad I'm glad you are doing well. I'm so glad. Also, your daughter is gorgeous and all the things – We want to hear your birth story so bad. Can you tell us?
1: Absolutely. Oh, yeah.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely.
1: Gosh, I know. I got your text yesterday, Jade, and I was like, my birth story. I'm like, God, I haven't thought about this in a while. So much has happened.
2: Oh, yeah. Well, because Carla and I were talking like – we were both like on baby watch, you know, you know, where, you know, someone's about to have a baby and we're like following your Instagram stories and all this stuff. But I don't think I ever have really like heard, heard your birth story. So I'm really excited.
1: Oh my gosh. Okay. Well, I'm going to share. It's been a while. So if you have like questions, like please jump in.
0: (laughs) Make it a dialogue.
1: Cause I also have mommy brain.
0: Oh yeah. We feel that. Yeah, You get it.
1: You know, when I was, when I went in for my 34 week appointment, I, we kind of got a scare and our doctors were like, Hey, we're noticing um, something. You need to go. And I just went for like a regular, my regular, like 34 week. And they're like, you need to go and see the periontologist. And that's who you saw when I found out when we did the genetic testing at 18 weeks Mm. to check for Down syndrome and all the chromosome um, genetic disorders. So I was like all on edge all weekend. And I'm like, they had to do my appointment on Monday And so I go in there and we find out at that moment that there was an umbilical cyst on her, she had an umbilical cyst, you know, on her umbilical cord right next to her abdomen. And it was really scary. So we just kind of went on watch of like, is this going to grow? Is this a thing? Why didn't we notice it earlier? Well, I hadn't had an ultrasound since my 18 week and it's like my first baby and it's also new. And so at kind of at that point I began two a week uh, non-stress testing and then an ultrasound. Um, twice a week I was going in Mondays and Thursdays, twice a week, just to make sure the baby was okay, that the umbilical cord wasn't growing. And if it was, how fast was it growing? So I'd say kind of when I hit that point, things got a little kind of stressful in my pregnancy and we ended up finding out at 36 weeks, we were going to get induced. And so I think kind of all that felt to me a little overwhelming Because I was just really scared as a new mom. I didn't really know what to expect. And the discussion of a potential C-section came up for us. But I got to tell you, when I found out at 36 weeks, like when I hit that, everyone says, like, when you hit nine months pregnant, time stops.
0: You does. (laughs) It does.
1: I'm like, oh, my God. Like, I suddenly was waddling. I could barely walk. My doctor was like, I was bruising my feet because of the weight gain. It was Unreal, and I was like, if I have to go four more weeks, some women go two. You're weeks. Like,
0: get out, get out, get out. No.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so uh, when I went in at like thirty-six weeks, like I was a little bit into it. They're like, uh, it was like thirty-six-five, I think I was. They're like, we need to, we're gonna induce, you know, in like within four days. Like, whoa, four days. Yeah, yeah. And the next like five days, like pick a day. And so we're like, okay, let's go in the thirtieth. And I was like, that's gonna give me twenty-four hours because. I don't want to have a baby on April Fool's Day. <laughs> um, and I say this because it kind of goes with the birth story. But long story short, we go in at – they go, okay, um, 8 o'clock at night. You're going to come in on the 30th of March, and we're going to begin the induction. We get it. So we, like, go have a final supper. We go to Miles's parents' house. And then we're just – I'm like, let me carve up complex carve. Because <laughs> – you know, I hear you can't eat when you're in labor. Right. Um, Cause I hear so many stories, just like how hungry you get. We're there, we're having dinner. We're all talking about what she's going to look like. And then I get a call and they're like, we, you have to come in later because we had a bunch of pregnant women come. So we don't have room for you. Oh,
0: wow!
1: And I was like, wait a second. I like, I'm on a clock here <laughs> because I want to have this baby before it's, not on April 1st, not on April Fool's.
0: <laughs> yeah, and you had already planned it in your head. You had already, like, come to terms. Yeah, yeah. so I was really yeah. – exactly. So they're like, you just kind of
1: need to be on standby. These women have to give birth. And I was like, okay, I totally understand. Yeah. Like, let the women in. Let them give birth. <laughs> let the women in. <laughs> and so we're just laying in bed, and i listening to these podcasts about, like, pain and how to handle pain, and I got some incredible tips of thinking about – As I'm preparing to go into labor as like the first time, I just don't know what are labor pains going to feel like? What's a contraction? Um, What about am I going to have like things happen to my body? Like just so many unknowns that you kind of go in, which is scary when you have the uncertainty. Um, I was feeling really anxious, so we're laying there. They call us at 11.30, and I'm like, okay, we have your room ready. And I'm Stop.
0: Like... It's midnight.
1: So we get there. Um, we kind of get into our room, long story short, and we they insert me with cytosol, I think is what it's called, to begin the induction process. And that happened at about 1.15. Well, then they're like, okay, good night. Get, this is the last time you're going to sleep in a while. And oh. I'm like, okay, here we go. Two hours later, they we get woken up to six nurses running in and the OB surgeon coming in, flipping me over, telling me, get up, get up, get up. They took, have me get, like, all the lights come on. And at that point, it's 3.30. And we're like, what the heck is going on? My aunt, who is an OB or, like, labor and delivery nurse out in Apple Valley, she was like, if that ever happens, just go with it. Like, don't ask questions because there's something going on with the baby. So, Miles and I just kind of look at each other and we're like, you don't even have time to think. They're like, get on your hands and knees. They prop the bed and drop my head and elevate like my butt up in the air. And I was not wearing panties. Like I'm in like a labor nursing gown, so yeah. my whole ass is facing miles.
0: <laughs> all
1: these people, all the bright lights on, and that moment, I was like, "Oh my gosh!" Like he's not supposed to see. Like north of the equator, we talked about this. <laughs> oh my god! So that was kind of like one of the big moments where I kind of just started learning to just let go. And really start, like, kind of, like, just appreciating my body and let go of all these plans I had in my head.
0: Yeah. I
1: guess what happened was her heart rate had dropped from, like, 130 to 50.
0: Whoa. Wow. And Dara wasn't
1: handling um The, the medication. That, yeah. Yeah. She was having, like – she wasn't about it. So we had to – withdraw that and wait it out for it to kind of leave my body before we could even do anything. So I was kind of like nervous because then I'm like, we have to kind of stop this induction process and she's not doing well. We're in the early, early stages of this. Like, how is this going to go? The OB came in and had a big talk to me about the potential of needing to do a C-section because if she couldn't handle the medication, especially this early, we might be needing to go that route. And so Obviously, I don't think anyone is like a really big advocate for having a major surgery. Right. But at that point, I was kind of like, okay, I'm just going to have to surrender it and just do what's really best for the baby. Mm -hmm. And so they ended up putting a, we waited a few more hours, and then they came in and put in a Cook's catheter balloon inside me. Mm. They insert two balloons inside you, one of them in your cervix and one of them in your vaginal cavity. And the two balloons, they pump it full of like fluid and they expand trying to open your cervix to allow the baby. Oh, wow. And that can take up to, like, 12 hours to kind of happen. Whoa.
2: Is that painful? You
1: know, it wasn't It wasn't that painful, surprisingly. It wasn't, but I did start having contractions immediately, which, wow. um, yeah, I'd say within about 30 minutes, my contractions officially started. Okay. But I would say, oh, my God, just so long ago, like, trying to remember all this. Okay. <laughs> the catheter had been put in me at about 5 a.m., and... Around kind of one o'clock, I was just feeling like hot mess, garbage.
0: Hot mess, <laughs> <That's> garbage. <laughs> yeah.
1: And so kind of around one o'clock, I went and use the bathroom because I was like, I'm just trying to get all this out of me before I start pushing. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I come out and I sit down on the ball and they're like, let's talk about, and I go, can we talk about pain management options? <laughs> yeah. And so I got the epidural. Which didn't
0: hurt at all. It doesn't hurt, but you think it's going to hurt, so you're, like, scared of it. But it doesn't actually hurt. It kind of feels a little bit like a little tiny sting, but not like you would think.
1: Mm-mm. And I got to tell you, as soon as I got the epidural, I was great. <laughs> <laughs> Jade, mad respect for you, okay? Like, home
2: first. Well, thank you. I think people should do whatever they want. And I – um, our last – episode, we talked to a labor and delivery nurse and she's like, and she did unmedicated. She's like, I'm very curious about epidurals. And I feel the same way. Like there's a curiosity because everyone I speak, well, most everyone I speak to who's gotten one is like, and
0: then it was gravy, you know, like. (laughs) So how did you progress after the epidural? I I
1: progressed, um, really slowly what happens is the catheter will fall out when you become six centimeters it's like shoved completely like in me so they right. can't really check and so we are just wait like we're just waiting and at that point I think it was around six o'clock we'd gone through like three rounds of nurses and this girl comes in and she's like hey let's play let's do something called um spinning babies and how are you familiar with no Did you do it,
2: Jade? I didn't just because my labors were so fast, but I did kind of actually – at one point when I was pregnant, I thought, well, Brooks was kind of transverse. I did spinning babies to move him.
1: It's incredible. And actually, the whole – I delivered at Scripps Memorial, and so how they kind of operated is that a midwife will be there, not an OB. It's a midwife with one nurse. And they do spinning babies. So kind of the whole time we were doing spinning babies. And essentially what it is is they'll move you in a way where you're spinning the baby down the birth canal to bypass the pelvic, um, like your pelvis, to kind of get Mm -hmm. it under and progress labor quickly. And they've had huge success with it. It's getting really big, like nationwide. And I would suggest anyone who's listening to the podcast – to look into spinning babies and see if your hospital does it because i will only from for all my births moving forward i will always do spinning babies i'm trying to like tell you the best way but like they just come over and put like a a towel on my belly and miles was on one side and the nurse was on the other and they just kind of do this like seesaw back and forth where my belly is just kind of shaking back and forth and i'm laying in these like crazy positions Whoa. they call one like reverse cowgirl oh
0: my <laughs> nice <laughs> the ironic
1: thing is it's all like sex positions that you get into to kind of move the baby out yeah and they just kind of rub this t- the sheet back and forth to like move the baby down this nurse comes in and she's like okay there's a, a technique i have called like the chicken wing And they put me in this like crazy position where essentially I'm almost in like a C shape with my belly pointing out and my head and my, and my tailbone back, my, my back completely arched and they're spinning me from the side within, within an hour, less than an hour, the balloon fell out. And at that point I had progressed from a six to a nine. Wow.
0: That's so cool. But I know how to do that. Wow.
1: And it's like, okay, you're almost there. You're not there. And then at that point, I don't know if you watched my stories, I was on Instagram and I'm like, it's like eight o'clock, 830 at night. And I'm like, I did this one story. I was like, look, they say I'm not ready, but I feel like I'm ready. <laughs> and they walked in right after I posted that Instagram story. And they're like, let's check you, you know. And they're like, holy shit, you're, you're totally a face, and you're 10 centimeters. It's t- it's go time. And so um, by the time I start pushing, it actually went pretty fast. Kind of like the, the quick version is I pushed for 45 minutes, but... Only with 10 total contractions. I could only push every three contractions because Andara's heart rate, again, started dropping. Oh,
0: yeah. Okay.
1: And so I ended up going through, like, a series of different positions. They kind of initially put me on my back to hold up my knees, but I felt, and I'd known from taking my prenatal and postnatal course that... That isn't the best position for the baby to, to come through, like on all fours or side lying is really kind of the best. One thing that I learned was that being in a squatting position, your pelvis opens up almost 30% larger being wow. in a squatting position. Well,
2: and you're using gravity, you know, like gravity is helping you. and Exactly. Yeah. So I went through like a whole bunch of positions. I ended up using – um
1: A bar, like squatting on a bar. And we ended up dropping onto my side and kind of birthing kind of in that position. We had like our GoPro filming me like head on. I'm right in front of a mirror. And Miles is like right behind me holding me, handheld camera. And the nurse, Sherry, my uh, midwife, she's like, her hands are all over me. She's like, look, the head. And I'm like, oh, my god there is like a my baby inside me (laughs) 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 it was the craziest thing because i'm in this full-length mirror but i gotta tell you for like anyone who's like gonna give birth did you birth with a mirror either of you
0: i i had a mirror for like two seconds and i was like get it away take it away I didn't have a mirror, but
2: I remember like putting my hands down there and feeling the head when it, when my babies were crowning and just like that feeling like being unreal. Like, oh my God, that's their head. Yeah.
1: Um, so I was in front of that mirror. And, and then once I was able to see her head, it became really helpful to allow me to focus that energy because it is hard to concentrate your energy on that push.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: At that point, I think we've been up for like I don't know, like 30 hours. Yeah, like how yeah.
0: can you even, it takes so much energy just to push one push in general. And then when you're doing that for 45 minutes, yeah, and then you're just like, it. that's exhausting. Yeah, uh,
1: where the contraction's coming on and I just close my eyes and I give it everything I got. And I pushed that baby out in one contraction. That's amazing. Wow three pushes. And so I like just closed my eyes and I went to the deepest part of my soul. And I almost full out of body blacked out moment where I just gave it every single ounce I had within me and pushed her out. I reached down because I let them know I wanted to catch her. I reached down and I like opened my eyes to hear the midwife say, Reach out, reach out, reach out and catch your baby, and I'm like, what? Like so disoriented, because I just came from like the depth of my soul.
0: <laughs> <laughs> we're back, and we're back.
1: <laughs> and I reached out and grabbed her and pulled her on my stomach, and it was just the craziest, the craziest thing. Um, after we cut her cord, she was crying. She came out, and I think I was like. I'll say I didn't cry when I when I when I first saw her like I didn't actually I didn't cry I thought I would be like oh my god my baby yeah but I was so just like whoa that was intense <laughs> <laughs>
0: okay, I didn't cry I mean I don't cry but I didn't cry then I, I think I was just like so like oh my
1: god you like you're I was so astonished yeah
2: it's a lot to
0: process
2: Yeah, you are probably just processing everything. Yeah, I I was just, like, overwhelmed. And then I'm just like, oh, my
1: God, like, you're here. Like, this is you. And I think I felt really shocked by her appearance because she was coated in that thick barnix. Yeah. But right before, like, I began pushing, I took, like, rose oil and I rubbed it all over my chest, all over my heart. And so when they cut the umbilical cord, Miles did, I, like, she was crying. And then they pick her up and she's like, wah with her arms out and goes like right to me puts her arms around my neck stop and then just is right here and she immediately stopped crying as I'm just like holding her and I think it was like that moment where I was just like then my eyes started really welling up and I'm like this is like my my daughter like my you know we were always meant to meet always meant to be together
2: Jade, you're crying. Oh, it's so, beautiful. It's
0: so
1: beautiful. I know. <laughs> I,
0: know.
2: <laughs> I just think it's so special.
1: <laughs> it's incredible, and I. It made me just really appreciate women and the strength. It made me appreciate my mom growing up as a a single mom of five. Wow. And just like the power that women get, and honestly, I think throughout my pregnancy and going through going through birth and coming on the other end, I'm like. All this stuff, like, why are women not getting the respect and the recognition, like, the equal pay, and just more respect for what we do? Like, we create life, like, we're creating the future and the next generation, and right. it just made me want to become a real big advocate for just supporting women, especially kind of yeah. through that process.
0: Yeah, for sure, it really does give you such a new outlook.
2: Crystal, where can our obviously a lot of our listeners probably follow you anyways because you're a bachelor alum, but where can our listeners who maybe have heard about your birth story for the first time, where can they find you? And is there is there anything that you wanna You know, on my Instagram at coach crystal underscore crystal with a K, I've been posting a lot of
1: my postpartum kind of workouts, posting a lot about my postpartum self-care, like as a new mommy, things that I'm doing to kind of help me through this new transition and giving out just tons of free tips and resources as well as free workouts on my Amazon Live. But if they head to my Instagram at CoachCrystal underscore, they can connect with me there. And for those who are looking for a fun Thing to do this summer i'm running a group coaching program with workouts and meal plans and live workouts that i'm streaming in a private exclusive facebook Whoa. page and i'm gonna it's called um tbg stronger summer and i actually have a discount code for all of your listeners if they want to type in tbg
2: mommies awesome thank you awesome well, thank you, Crystal, so much. It was such an honor. I love hearing birth stories. So thank you for sharing yours with us. So I there's they're all so sacred. <laughs> really and that will be things. captured forever. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs>
1: well, thank you for having me, ladies.
0: Well, that was amazing. I mean, birth stories are always great, but like it's nice also seeing someone, you know, tell their birth story. And it's fun that we now have like visuals and can actually see each other.
2: I don't know why, but after I hear a birth story too, I just feel like instantly more connected to somebody. I guess because it's so intimate and vulnerable and special. And just like when somebody shares it, I'm just like, thank you for sharing that moment with me because it is such a special, beautiful
0: thing. Yeah, I totally agree. It's very birth is all just like vulnerability, like central. You have yeah, to, like, throw I, caution to the wind and just go, okay, whatever happens, like, and it's amazing that people will just tell us. <laughs> <laughs> I, I like that she's, she she's very, like, honest,
2: too, about, like, things that she didn't expect or, you know, like, she was very, she she was very dishonest about her whole experience.
0: We love you, Crystal. Bad mom. Good mom. Presented by Nitza. Do you have a good mom or bad mom moment of the week? What's your high? What's your low? What's your middle ground?
2: (laughs) I just feel like this week has been like, I don't know. Like I said, I feel like this is just such a blur sometimes. I honestly, this is going to be so silly, but this is like such a mom win to me is... I actually feel caught up on laundry and all my <gasps> kids deal. stuff is exactly where it's supposed to be. <laughs> and to me, I feel like that makes me feel like a good I feel like a good mom. I feel like I actually have my ish together for once in one area. And I can take that as a win.
0: That's really good. Mine is kind of a win too. So Bella still sleeps with me. Charlie sleeps through the night, which is great. Bella still sleeps with me, but I used to like always go to sleep like she'd be like, I like, I'd be like, let's go to sleep and go to sleep together. But she's been like, okay, mom, I'm ready to go to sleep. And I'm like, okay. And we might still be like in bed together, but then she will, I'll be like, okay, close your eyes. And she'll actually go to sleep. And I can like still like be on my phone or like be do like reading a book or something. And I can, even though I'm still in the same room, I can still have a little bit of awake time to like decompress while she's, asleep which to me is like huge and new and I don't have to be like let's go to sleep at the exact same moment together and yeah. to me like that's a mom win as well that's a mom win <laughs> she's not in her own bed but I do have a little bit of time for myself we
2: we play musical beds all the time like sometimes they're in their own bed sometimes they're in our beds it's just
0: <laughs> yeah one day I'm gonna get Bella back in her bed but that day is not today but at least I can read a book or do something on my phone and it's I have a little bit of me time. It's your me time. Yeah, Yeah, for sure. Well, I like that we ended on a good note. Also, you guys, hearing birth stories is one of our favorite things we do on the show. And we really want to hear y'all's birth stories. So you can submit your stories at any time through our Instagram or by calling 844-844-MOMS. And you give us a brief summary of your birth story. And our producer, Sarah, will reach out on how to get your recordings on the show. Again, we love you guys so much. Thank you so much for listening. We really, really, really appreciate you. All right, we'll see you guys next week. Thank you so much.